And we are going, all right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger, wherever you are tuning in from, whether it's your first time, whether it's your 160, I forget what episode we're on, 164, whatever, it doesn't matter. As long as you're tuning in here with me at the High Button, uh, I do thank you. Today on the High Button, we have a great guest, I'm excited for him, his name is Matthew Bailey. He is a painter, or I shouldn't, just artist here, uh, based out of Halifax. We had a couple artists on, I think two or three weeks ago, Dan and Matt Burke, I I really enjoy talking to them. Um, yeah, anyone with a, a creative mind, I enjoy uh, picking their brain, seeing where they get their creativity from, see how they can stay consistent because being creative and, and making something that people enjoy, you know, I can find challenging at times. So whenever there's a like-minded individual that wants to come on the podcast talk, uh, I do really enjoy that. So it's going to be me, Matt Bailey. It should be a great podcast. I'm excited. This is the high button. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Here we go. I think we're going here. The setup is... Oh, the setup's... Yeah, we're going. All right, what's up? How's it going? Thanks for joining the podcast, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. Short notice? Yeah. Came all the way in from Truro, man. That's dedication. Came from Truro, yeah. Got the text, and I just, you know, it just happened to be a good day for me. Yeah. Grabbed grab the vehicle, did a few errands, and here I am. What are you doing after the podcast? Are you going to go right back, or are you going to stick around? Uh, I have a f- couple buddies up here, so yeah. I might link for some dinner with them. Yeah. But... Uh, I should probably get home. Really. Yeah. 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 I probably interest versus what I should do. Where are some places you like to go in the city here in Halifax? Uh, I dinner just wise. Out dinner. Well, I just checked out the Roxbury for the first time. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, but we're the old cheers. I yeah, guess yeah, it is. yeah. 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 And that place is awesome. I prefer it. Well, it's the aesthetic there is pretty cool. Yeah, it's Food's like $5, $5 everything, $5, right? $5 food. Uh, and I've been to a couple of places like that in other cities and you know, that it's, it's good, but it's kind of, you know, the food is yeah maybe not so great, but the food was excellent there. The menu yeah. was huge. Have you ever serve. spent time out in Vancouver? Yeah. So that's where it was actually yeah, yeah. in uh, Vancouver and Whistler. Yeah. It's a place called, uh, L furniture warehouse. The $5 th- yeah, menu. $5 yeah. That's menu. what, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good like apres spot, beers, yeah. cheap food. Can't go wrong. Well, so. that's where I first came across. It was out in Vancouver and then. I heard I was talking to the I was talking to someone that works there and they're like the kitchen's open to like two or three. Yeah. So it's like if you can keep getting food and keep getting beer till three in the morning, it's like that'll outdo a lot of places. Exactly. Because kitchens close down at like ten. It seems like is it most places? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there it's like they have to be making their money on their booze sales. Obviously. Yeah. They, are booze five bucks or they must be a little bit pricier? Yeah, that, I think that's where. Yeah. They get you is like come in and eat as long as you want but yeah you're encouraged to drink as much as you yeah, can well, too, right? the, the nova scotia way that's right yeah anyways man so i was looking at your uh you know your instagram page i was impressed by some of the work you do um you know i was looking at some of dan's stuff and mike and then i look at your stuff i just find everyone that's in the space that you're in how do i explain it I find the space that you're in, it's hard to be consistent with, with paintings and things like that. Like, I don't know how you would do it. Like, uh, when I do a podcast, I find myself consistent because, you know, it's, I'm just using my personality. It's just who I am. But when you when you paint and shit like that, it's like, how do you come up with these ideas? Like, do people ask you to do this or is it just, you know, you go with the flow, whatever you like that day, you, you start? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. So, yeah. I do a lot of commissions for people. So, that is very... Uh, focused on a subject matter that they want yeah. specific ideas and then they pull the mic a bit there you go yeah, yeah sorry okay. um 
yeah so a bit of that so yeah. it gives you a little bit of direction and then they let you have that creative freedom and then the other 50 percent is just you know like i don't know how i would come up with an idea but uh yeah it's just stuff that i'm into to have that balance right so what would you prefer i prefer to do my own thing like have an idea pop in my head yeah uh sit there bang it out i, f- I find uh, it's much more natural that way mm-hmm. um getting it, it can be tough to take someone's idea in their head and transform it into exactly what they want but also line it up with your skills and ability that mm-hmm. can be really tough and there's a lot of people that have pretty uh i guess unrealistic ideas of what they want they want a picasso yeah or or they just want to incorporate too many elements or you know they want their dog with a (laughs) lyric in the background (laughs) you know what i mean but uh i think just the balance is is kind of i guess the best way to yeah describe it it must be frustrating when you're like halfway through a piece and they come and look at it and they're like actually has that ever happened like they want to change something i don't want to shit on your customers I, i know you don't want to say anything bad but uh, not usually usually yeah. it's you know I, I hit those at least few things that they do want to touch on and, yeah. and then put my own spin on it there's been a few times when people uh have maybe not liked the piece at the end of the the project yeah but uh i would say that's more so because they didn't give me specific direction at the start they just kind of said you know i want one of your pieces uh and it was very loose and i was like great i'll do that and yeah. then, so i guess it's a love hate like you want the direction but yeah. you don't want too much of well it's a job at the end of the day yeah. it's like if you're making money off that like you have to listen to the person that's paying you exactly so i guess any creative individual has to go through that yeah 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 it's it, it's i think you have to be able to do your own thing to keep your kind of your creative drive there yeah. but also the business side of things if you want to make money off it you have to be able to appease your yeah clientele right so. well just like any business like, even though you're an artist, like, it's still business. It's still business. You still have to conduct the way, yeah, wherever the money comes from. Do you have a creative process? Like, right in the, do you paint in the morning, paint in the afternoon, nighttime? You got to be high, like, anything like that? Or, <laughs> like, how does it? Uh, I, I take a lot from music. Okay. Kind of setting the vibe. I, I like incense stuff like oh, I that, love this too. Stuff. You know, kind of s- set, maybe put on a few candles. I, I don't want to get sound too. No, man. Fancy, no, but, not at uh, all. Yeah, I think, I think the best. I guess atmosphere would be it's big home you know I have a studio in my house your home body yeah be home you know put on some coffee yeah you know maybe watch a podcast listen to something music watch an interview something like that to get me in the Mm. kind of the mood I guess and then and then set up my day so I don't have anything else going on that day so if I you know something does take off and you're really you don't have to stop for something in like an hour you're not held back by that so I think that's probably my process yeah. in a nutshell. No, a lot of people have different processes. I love, uh, you know, the channel Noisy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of cool little pieces on artists like in New York and LA, I think a bit too. But the ones in New York, for some reason, I'm just more interested in. Like they'll um, they'll go walk on the street and find inspiration, then go back to their apartment and just start something right away. I forget the guy's name. I was watching it like two days ago. And his, his creative process was so interesting. He wouldn't start until like four in the morning because he needed all day to gather information to start one piece. And half of my mind was like, is this guy just full of shit or is this guy actually like actually getting yeah, is it- inspiration all day? Because maybe that could like add to the dramatic effect of painting a piece. It's like it, it gives a story behind a piece. But, you know, 
part of me in the world that you're in the artistic world and the prices that some of these things are going for i feel like there has to be a story behind it in order for it to sell when i was talking for dan to dan and mike and we were talking about who's the guy he from <laughs> jay-z quotes him a lot black from new york he's dead now he was amazing not picasso basquiat, basquiat. Yeah. like his creative process was just ridiculous he, he needed to do something there's always a story behind a piece yeah. and ever since i heard that i always thought that there was like a you know, you had to get really deep in order to have a nice piece of painting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just I, what I, I thought. I think that's true to a degree, but you can really back yourself into a corner that way too. Like, you know, distracted here, there, and everywhere, and waiting for this beam of light to come in and, and create this yeah moment where you're going to do your art. You kind of have to sometimes just say, okay, sit down and do it yeah. too, right? It's like anything. It's like if you, if you sit there and kind of... Yeah. But, yeah. Were you that kid in class that doodled? Definitely like to doodle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like to doodle. I, I found growing up and I don't know, I guess it'd be our generation. It's art was it's kind of in a light that is not as socially acceptable. Okay. More, um, you know, sports based stuff like that. Uh, it wasn't till I was pretty old where I thought it was actually, I actually felt like it was the cool thing to do. Yeah. Or I was felt myself for doing it. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a very short attention span. Yeah. School and stuff like that. But I hear you. Got through it. <laughs> when I think of like, um, you just mentioned athletes. I think of like style now. If you look at like Westbrook, he like essentially wears art. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like get into things like that where you want to like paint a pair of shoes or, you know, Absolutely. like wear art wearing? What, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? I wearable guess, art wearable art fashion yeah. in general streetwear streetwear okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. streetwear um that's funny you say that because uh last night my friend who lives in halifax is a, a company called Tusi. okay and he's participating in the fashion week that's here yeah. next week yeah um and it's yeah next thursday oh, so yeah. the guy the beasley the guy messaged beasley he messaged me like a minute ago about getting oh, yeah? us in there to do some high button stuff it's funny well, you, you bring go. that up there yeah. you go so that's next Thursday and okay. he's kind of prepping for a show and I actually uh, I did some painting on some of his jeans, clothing, oh. so he's going to re- have those on the models next next week. So Sick. It's the first time I've really d- messed with that stuff and it turned out pretty cool. That's wicked. Yeah. Do you have the inspirations of like that off-white, like how they collaborated with Nike? Like is that a goal of yours or you're more of a on a canvas type of guy? I, absolutely I'm, yeah. I'm down for a lot of different uh collaborations I, th- I love networking yeah uh, I, I think it's you shouldn't box yourself in by any means i think virgil the guy that off-white guy is changing the game as far as you know multi-disciplinary stuff uh high scale low like everything wow he's, he's a He's a mastermind, that guy. So when you say mastermind, like when it comes to masterminds and clothing, like I know, no, I, don't, I have no idea what mm-hmm. you're talking about. You know, explain like wh- what makes Off White so special and, and able to collaborate with a brand like Nike compared to, you know, another brand. Like what what sets the greats from the mediocre? Too that's, difficult that, of a question. That's a really good question. Yeah, I think it's I think it's because he's never really he's never really been in one lane and stayed in it. Was taking he's, risks. Yeah, he's always taken risks. Like he's a, he's an he's an art engineer and architect. Like he he did all his schooling for that, and then you know just kind of decided uh, I want to. There's more for me, and uh, I think he got into just screen printing tees, 
from there that kind of took off and he's also a dj so again back to the networking thing he's made all of these connections and then he's just been able to apply his signature style to right across the board music fashion yeah, he's a, it's he's fun. man. It's funny you mention music too, because uh, that's another industry that all that stuff is in. Like that off weight, you'll see it in, in music videos. You'll see it in NBA players as they walk into the arena. You'll yeah. see it absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and he, you know, even the whole female side of things too. Do they make but, female clothing? Yeah, so he, he's the lead designer for uh, Louis Vuitton now as well. What? So he does uh, the men's and women's line. And how old's this guy? He's a few years older. I think he's 32. Okay. So, somewhere in that that uh wow. realm but yeah he's uh he's probably the most sought after designer in our right now um where's he from new york that's a good question i think it is new york is he american yeah yeah definitely and he's the lead designer of yeah. louis vuitton yeah that's a that's another important thing is he's his work ethic is unmatched yeah like he'll he'll dj a show in vegas at 3 a.m and then catch a flight back to paris at seven and you know do a runway show and then he's 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 everywhere so he's you know he's not just the type of guy that i feel like it all just came on his lap he's yeah. really yeah. put himself out there and put the hours in yeah for sure it's interesting how you say the guy just took risks and found success with off-white he just never did anything the same i find that really interesting with a lot of things i do too just taking risks in general brings reward Exactly. Like yeah. How, yeah. Like having this conversation, like I'm, I'm usually just mostly comfortable having conversations with athletes and people of my nature in this past like six months, I'll find myself trying to discover new things, even though I'm not educated in your world. Like I love paintings and things like that, but I think just like challenging yourself. I'm not saying I'm this guy and taking risks, but with risk comes reward and yeah. I'm enjoying that side of outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. What about you outside of yeah, painting? What do you, what do you like to do? I see you're wearing a Dodgers hat. Yeah. This is this is pretty new for me too, so kind of outside of my comfort zone. But yeah, there you I, go. I I did athletics growing up. Yeah, for sure. I I played some hockey. Uh, Every Canadian, young, everyone yeah. everyone does. Uh, played lacrosse. Nice. Uh, did some tennis growing up. Skateboarding, snowboarding. It was kind of that. That's kind of where the art that side of things came into play. Okay. Um, and yeah, I went to school. Went to university here in Halifax, and uh, yeah, kind of just recently found the more the heavy side of our uh, artistic uh i'd say within the last five six years oh yeah yeah you ever so. you painted snowboard i know you said snowboarding i looked yeah. on your you painted a snowboard yeah so that was for a uh mental health basically it was a, a project that a guy had uh came to me and okay. said he's gonna get a bunch of different artists to uh paint snowboards and then a portion of what was auctioned off would be would be donated back into some form of uh cool mental health foundation foundation yeah so that uh that was really cool he he supplied the board i did the painting and yeah. it was uh it was completely different something i've never done but it turned out pretty cool when you paint over a snowboard how do you you must have to put another layer of something to protect the paint what lay? what do you put over the paint in order for it not to chip yeah, so that one I think I, I it was an older snowboard. It had been used, so it had some chips and stuff. So oh. I actually used like a almost like a crack fill for that you'd use interior. Okay. And smoothed it all out and, and it kinda sanded it. So yeah. sanded the gloss finish off of it. Yeah. So it was a little more matte. Okay, okay. Stick. Would people use the snowboard? They or is this for display? They could. Yeah. Uh, I kinda made it 
for display. Thinking that someone would just hang it on their wall, but absolutely, I didn't. You could still screw bindings into it and yeah, and snowboard. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool. I don't think it actually. The guy that set it all up was a little wishy-washy. So what do you mean? I, just like well, he pitched the idea, and I was really psyched on it and yeah. spent a lot of time and did it, and then all of a sudden. I gave it to the guy and it just fizzled out and I had to get it back from him because I didn't want it. It's not, this event didn't happen yet. What? Yeah. What's so going I on here? I have it at home. Oh, do you? If anyone wants it. <laughs> we'll hang uh, it up in the background here. At yeah. The button. Hang it up there. I'm uh, <laughs> still down to donate some money to mental health, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, as you know, you, you meet some people that don't always deliver on your, yeah. deliver on their word. So it's understandable. Yeah. Well, that's pretty sick though that you're being able to like reach out and like help and shit like that. Yeah. People are reaching out for you to work. Yeah, it's so cool. When you were talking upstairs, can we talk about your job? Like how you balance two of them? Like you don't have to say what you do, but yeah, I just yeah. I think it's cool how Yeah. you're able to balance all that and still stick to to what you love to do. I think a lot of people when they come home from a 9 to 5, they just want to play video games, and go to bed, but if you have a passion outside your 9 to 5, I think that's cool. I think you're so able to too. stick with it. And I think there's a lot more people out there that do it and maybe just portray to everyone else that they don't, which is fine too. But, uh, it's nice to hear other people that are successfully maybe working a day job, working elsewhere and also still mm -hmm. pouring a lot into their passion. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, it's just, it's tough for sure. It's, it's tough yeah. having, you know, a dog, a fiance, all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you just make time for it. You just, you know, you have to have a work ethic yeah. and time management is huge. That's, that's something that I always kind of pride myself on and yeah, I like hearing, hearing about other people that do that. So mm. maybe someone else is out there doing the same. And definitely I'd say like 85% of artists are all fucking working a nine to yeah. five and then coming home and just hustling away. Yeah hustling there's so many cool stories like that i love hearing a success story i love hearing a guy about a story about a guy that's just like shit in the dumps and then just somehow makes it out of it and finds his career yeah well it's funny you say that i i saw on just cruising the internet the other day yeah. i saw like just one of those video memes uh and it was travis scott performing uh in front of like 12 people when and it was just said five years ago travis scott performing and it's just like couple people empty stage and he same thing like jumping around same wow. energy five years fast forward here we are he's like you know just put out that new album yeah he's i love that probably 12 million you know whatever are you a big documentary guy i like documentaries yeah i like interviews i like yeah this world of stuff and you know i never thought i'd be yeah talking, but uh yeah yeah what about you love them yeah what be, uh, you can recommend jesus documentaries i could recommend top of my head <sighs> so what about food the obesity in america i really like that i like jail documentaries i like documentaries that like a world that i'll never be involved with like going to jail like i'll never most likely i'll never go to jail but for some reason i am i'm fascinated by it it's just things that I'll never know that I won't see on a day-to-day -day basis. I have mm -hmm. a fascination for, so I can never really watch a podcast or a documentary on podcasting or, or anything like that because I'm in it. But mm -hmm. things that I'm not really involved with, I guess I enjoy to watch. Yeah, have you I can't really name one top of the head though. Have you ever watched uh, the complex series called Blueprint? No. You should check that out. It, it it would. I know you just said you don't like watching things that you're in, but yeah. I think you'd really 
be into that. What's it about? It's similar. It's uh, an interview setting. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, the complex. I don't know his name. I forget his name. But uh, he interviews a lot of, I guess, moguls in our fashion music, pretty much everything. Okay. Um, the big one that I can think of that I, I really know that you might like is uh, he does like John Buscemi, uh, Cause, the artist Cause. Wow. Um, Ronnie Feig, he does Kith clothing. Um, who else? Off the top of my head, I can't think. But uh, yeah. it's, it's really, really cool. Who's the guy conducting the interviews? Is he a well-known remember. guy? He is a well-known. He's a complex guy. If you just type in complex blueprint, I think there's two seasons on YouTube. Okay. And it's very high quality, uh, really yeah. good content. And it's th- just that, like p- hearing those people's success stories. And a lot of it is what we talked about. It's just yeah. the guy's the underdogs that yeah. are, that are now on top but yeah a really, really cool inspiring. i will watch it a really cool underdog story is chance not underdog but you know chance the rapper yeah his manager that's he, that's he's on there oh he's so a, then maybe the big, i the big guy yeah with the beard tail, beard yeah he looks like a young rick rubin yes yes so then maybe, that's the maybe guy. that's it yeah maybe that's the one you saw okay then i think i have seen it okay cool anyways rick Ru or not rick rubin Rick Rubin's a great, that's a fucking great story. Um, but Chance the Rapper's manager, very cool story. Essentially, he's the guy that put it into Chance's head, like, hey, we don't need to sign with a big label. Let's go independent. I know the way I know the way to success through an independent route. He studied his ass off and uh, and essentially, I'm not saying he had, he did have a big part of Chance's career, but anyways, it was just a fantastic interview. The way he was able to like describe the relationships that he's built with other people's camp and how you know the money was there, they're broke, they're in this studio, they could have used the money and they just decided to keep their head down, keep hustling and, and stay independent. Just so motivational. Like right now, if I was sitting here and someone offered me a million dollars to put the podcast on a studio, it's like, absolutely, I would do that on a radio yeah. station. Yeah. And this guy just had the balls to say, no, we're going to stay independent, keep putting our music out on YouTube. Yeah. It's honestly an interview that was just you know it's one of those interviews you remember yeah you know something like that yeah, but it would take it would take some serious balls to do that oh fuck so many yeah. you know Rick Rubin who he is can't I can't put a face to his name yeah big music producer started Def Jam not Def Jam who's Russell Simmons what's the industry that he owns Russell he, him and Russell Simmons started I think Def Jam Records Death Row not Death not Death Row, Row. that's yeah. Suge Knight. I think it was Def Jam. Anyways, yeah. back in like when they were in their okay. college dorm room, and that was a really they started the Beastie Boys and Run DMC yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and all that stuff. There's a couple great documentaries on that. Have you seen the Defiant ones with Dr. Dre and uh, yeah, it's, yes, it's yes, Dr. I Dre and those. Eminem? Yes, you've seen that. I've seen those? Yes, that's a really good one. That's a good one. Talking about how they had success and then they sucked and then they found success again. Started Beats by Dre. Jimmy Iovine would just like stay in his bathroom hiding from his family for like weeks at a time and just call people to invest in his company. Just hang the phone up, call back, hang the phone up, call back. Hey, like just the drive of some of these people is just inspiring. It is inspiring. I think that's, it's, it's cool to just hear that. And that's what motivates a lot of people in this space, right? Me for 100%. Me me as well. It it doesn't have to be in the art world. Like I could, you know, you could watch an interview on, of a you know professional athlete same thing oh yeah same drive yeah i think a lot of those things help people 
in a space like us. Like there's times where you're just like, what are you doing, Justin? This isn't for you. You, you, you could be making 10 times more money doing something else, getting a full-time job, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you just watch these things and I don't know. It definitely puts some drive into you. I agree. Yeah. You need to see people that have done it before in order to like, you know how people say like you need a mentor. It's like you do need a mentor, but you can find 30 mentors online. Yeah. Like things are just so well documented now. I think so too. I think it's I think it's a blessing and a curse. Well said. It it's, is. It's you know it, everything. The accessibility to information is just there and vast, and everything's there, and yeah. you know your chances and, and exposure is all there. But yeah, it's kind of dil- diluting the market. I think a little bit too. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. You don't know who to listen to. Yeah, who, who's right? What separates you from the next guy? Yeah. So it's yeah. One thing yeah. One thing I've been doing is like taking pieces from everyone. Like I'll hear something that I like from one person, just add it to my own little brand of thoughts, I guess you could say. And then you just kinda keep pushing forward. That's one thing I've been doing these past six months, just taking little bits of advice from everyone that I like and just go with it. Because if you listen to everyone and I don't know. Yeah. You can just your head can spin off. Yeah, you're a product of your own surroundings, right? Yeah, that's true. I agree. What about you? Any other people that you surround yourself with, like other artists that you work with or that I would know of maybe? Yeah. So there's a, one of my really good friends, his name's Lance. He's uh he's probably been the single most influential artist in my life. Probably. Wow. He's uh he's just always been that guy that's super talented, um, naturally talented. And, uh, and yeah, he's a tattoo artist now. He, I try and he's one of those guys that's like, for example, I had an art show in, back in February, yeah. and I was like, I was super timid just to invite him and him to show up because I've always felt like, like you know, I'm not an artist. Lance is an artist. Uh, well, you know, I don't want him to see my, anyway. Yeah, I see what you're kinda saying. Kind of just like the trials and tribulations yeah. of identifying as, you know, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, having his seal of approval is, is huge for me, for sure. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, yeah, I have full sleeves. Do you? Yeah. Our boy. Half sleeves, yeah. Lance, his name is? Lance, yeah, Lance Hogue. He tattoos in Churro. Okay. He's, he's definitely, he's, well, can he knows Mike and uh, yeah. Dan, and he's a really talented artist. He's one of those guys that, like, age five, frying bologna in the frying plan, <laughs> uses a knife, cuts it the way it shapes up into, like, a frog or something like that. Like, just. Pure born yeah, artist. Pure, pure born artist, for sure. I like. I know Mike mentioned on the last podcast, you know, sometimes he feels like he has to work for it a little more. Dan is, I feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, It's not one of those, I think, I think some people really have to put the time in and, you know, certain things find their lane and and it's, then there's those geniuses that just can stand back here and paint a 60 foot wall without any hesitation any outline yeah any hesitation that just have it it's just like a right brain li- i don't know yeah but uh yeah so that would be i'd say the biggest influence for sure and Lance. then I, I know mike and there's there's a couple guys in halifax and yeah. nova scotia particularly that are doing some great things for the scene and wow yeah it's cool it's 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 more in the public eye and more accepted now i find it's it's more sought after mm-hmm. and sort of new concept for people a lot of the baby boomers are kind of getting getting yeah. into it a little bit so cool yeah um have you ever been down to dan and mike's studio on the bedford highway not yet go yeah have you been uh went well when they were when they came here and did the podcast as soon as it was over we just went to their place to awesome. their studio 
We spent like 45 minutes there and just kind of talked. Cool oh, man. Just the ultimate creative space. Yeah. You know, walls are painted, roofs painted, floors painted, paint cans everywhere. Are just, just so much creativity in one yeah. place. It's almost overwhelming. You want to look at everything because. Right. Super you know what I mean? It's hard to explain. I, I, yeah, it's just that, like we said earlier, like that zone where you feel, you yeah, know, you feel like okay, there's art that happens in here. They Pretty have cool. um, a bunch of like little rooms in the back, and it's just like, man, I'd love to put like a podcast studio back there, just be able to like, any because so many people come through there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those places where it's all something's always happening. I think it would just be great for a podcast studio. And yeah, there's, anyways. Yeah, that's one thing that kind of I guess is lacking in in Truro. Yeah, there's really not that, you know, they, not, they might not, have yeah. two or three friends come through and they're all working on, they draw inspiration from, and it's just to have the conversation, other people doing it in the space. Yeah. I'm like a hermit. That's just away in his room doing <laughs> this thing. Yeah. But that's cool. I, I still like to, to keep in touch with those guys. Yeah. It was a really, uh, it was a really interesting podcast. I was happy to talk to them. It was something like I, I've never really had a conversation yeah. with two like artists before. Yeah. But as soon as it was over, I was like, you know, you can do this. Like it, they're they're just people, but just have different interests. Like I'm able to hold a conversation with someone that I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of your fans and listeners probably also feel the same. Like they want to learn about uh, that's a good the, point. This art and and stuff that maybe that is not not so mainstream and mm-hmm. not so easily accessible to know what it's about or mm-hmm. you know how to reach out to someone to get a painting for their house or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The other day we had a cover, I had a conversation with a doctor mm-hmm. and, uh, I won't lie. Like a little bit before I was a little hesitant. I was like, how am I going to hold this conversation for 30 minutes with a doctor? You know, was, and then you just get in there and you start the conversation and you're just like, you know what? This is just a guy, you know, he's just like me. He's just trying to get by and Gone he's just all the he, same shit. Exactly. He's yeah. just, he's really smart. This is pretty much what it came down to. And, Probably one of the best podcasts we've done. Just yeah, cool. learned so much from them. Not even that, just the whole business, like consistency, same routine. I don't know. I just learned a lot from the guy. It was cool. Yeah. So as soon as I do that, do it with an artist, and I haven't done an athletic podcast in a couple, like in a week. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. just learn. You just learn yeah. as you go with it. Yeah. You just, you really have, I think, I truly think that everyone has something that you can learn from yes yeah, absolutely you know, there's there's something that they're interested in that maybe you don't have exposure to that yeah i love i love figuring out what's what makes someone tick yeah that's really cool what makes you tick it's just you know what makes me tick that's a weird question i think just being being able to uh to make stuff that that people like i guess create yeah. emotion stuff like that it sounds kind of corny but no uh make something from nothing and turn yeah. it into something that someone may have for the rest of their life. Yeah. Leave your mark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of leave your mark, do you ever, did you ever like tag when you were younger? Yeah, definitely. So when back when I mentioned growing up, you know, it's in school, it, it didn't really feel like it was cool or, you know, it was not many people did art and graffiti was kind of the rebellious way to, to make it cool, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, it wasn't so, it wasn't so like artsy fartsy, but it was more like, yeah, I'm going to do something over here. But, uh, I never really took to it. I, I definitely did it, but I never really took to it as well as some other people. Okay. Um, but it, it got me in the space for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's, it, I still use spray paint to this day. Do you? Quite regularly. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, the big the big one for me is I had a I actually had a like a screen print clothing company. Cool. That's what kind of got me drawing again and and back into that world. And then uh, did that for a few years and it was cool and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And had some traction, but then just a lot of money tied up in tees and you know, yeah, screen printers and all that craziness. It just became too much of a yeah. headache. And then I just said, well, why don't I just gonna draw? And it just was kind of a natural progression from there. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like you have a real big interest in um, like wearable art. I don't know. Yeah. That's what the that's yeah. the energy I'm getting from you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've always been a huge huge interest in like uh st- streetwear or whatever it yeah. is just uh yeah but uh yeah i'd like to design more clothing like talking to the guy yesterday painting his jeans like Man, i miss doing this kind of stuff yeah it's it's cool it's yeah but i i think to do it at a level that uh i would enjoy even more would have to be like working for some like another company or internship yeah somewhere, somewhere that have like some budget and can do the stuff that maybe that I like or yeah because you're you're pretty limited when you're screen printing oh yeah t-shirts yeah that sucks but uh yeah I don't I don't think there should be any boundaries like I I painted a motocross helmet for one of my friends and he wore it at a motocross of nations in France last year sick so that was like a that was probably a pretty big high viz kind of piece I did. Definitely. Really enjoyed that. You should get into painting like goalie helmets. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. There's definitely a need for that. There definitely is. I, I feel like a lot of the athletic helmets are predominantly uh, airbrush. I have no idea. I, I think because of the detail and just looking at them and stuff. I yeah. think it'd be cool to bring some different elements yeah. into it because I'm sure a lot of the stuff has been done time and time. Yeah again right well i think like when goalies get their helmets done that's another thing like that you go through like they have some input they want this they want that mm-hmm. so you're already similar there but it might be a little difficult because like a hockey helmet's not a canvas like it's curved it's i don't know yeah i think i would need to know a little bit more yeah, practice a bit yeah have a little bit more technology in like the the finishing process like clearing it yeah and making it so it's uh I guess it can withstand some yeah. wear and tear. Yeah, there's been some cool hockey helmets. can't think of any in the top of my head, but in the NHL, there's been some real creative ones. I actually think the Mooseheads have like a special Memorial Cup one because they're getting the Mem Cup this year. Are they? So cool. I think – I could be wrong. I don't know. I think I saw a goalie helmet recently from the Mooseheads. I thought there was a Mem Cup, but yeah, that's obviously something you could look into. Yeah. I was looking at your Instagram page. You had orange glasses. Are those – Gonzalez's glasses. <laughs> Those are my Elton John. Friends. Oh, that was close. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So I I have a motorcycle. Okay. And uh, those are really good for low light riding, low light stuff like that, Orange. like dusk stuff like that. It just kind of pops everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I get a lot of comments on those. And at that point in time, I was at a motorcycle uh, festival, like the Warfare Rally in Digby. So okay. Just kind of look like a biker dude i guess do you know who i'm talking about when i say gons yeah mark, mark gonzalez gonzalez yeah you i know. remember you guys talked about him on uh yeah with that that dude is amazing well so why like i know he's amazing but like, why does everyone else think like i don't know what's so special about him i think that the coolest part about the gons is he's gone his whole entire career yeah with the support of you know huge staple brands huge budgets and still remain to keep his own sort of identity, I guess. 
and his own lifestyle, his own, just him. Sick. <laughs> you know, I think there's a degree of uh, respect in a lot of people, that, not only skaters, but that just when people can hold on to that and any, and any, uh, you know, when you reach fame and fortune, if you can hold on to that, you know, your personality or core sets of values and beliefs that he's yeah. sick. And I think he's done a really good job of that. Yeah. He's what, like 50 some, I think he's 50. Yeah. He smokes a cigar a day. So I've probably had a 10 years on him, but yeah. But he's, yeah, he's an inspiration. He's, he's just kept it cool the whole time. I feel like that's a guy who you said at the beginning, like just always takes risks. He's never mm. in his comfort zone. He's always out there just trying something new. And that to me is why I think a guy like that is so successful. He's just always trying something new, but I didn't know he worked with a lot of brands. I thought it was just like Adidas because he did those yeah, Stan Smiths or something or yeah. Adidas is the biggest one that comes to mind for sure. But over his career, probably a, a ton. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And is he like an innovational skateboarder? Like he changed the way skateboarding was or something. Could be wrong. I think he crossed a lot of barriers with like shredding long boards and stuff. Like okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Like he, he'll be ripping a bull on like a, you know, basically a large version of an actual skateboard or like a little fishtail or something like that. Yeah. And I think uh, early on it might have been like, like, what's this guy doing? But he's just one of those <laughs> guys this guy just doing? doesn't care about anyone's per or anyone's uh, thought. opinion, thought, yeah. anything. and just does his own thing. I know he spends a lot of time in New York. Have you ever been to New York? No. No? It's, it's I've been in and around and I've just never been in the city. You want to go? I do. Like, see, I've been to L.A. a handful of times and, I, and Venice Beach and shit. But uh, I feel like New York is like, especially being so close. Oh, yeah. A staple to Yeah. Any any creatives. Same with me. I've been on all the great cities on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Never on the East. Never been to Boston. Never been to New York. Never been to Philly. Never been to what? Like nothing. And all those cities are all train rides away. Like yeah. if you're in one of them, you can get to any of them. It's kind of a shame we're we're so close and it's so accessible and we've never been. I know. I really yeah. That's on the list for sure. Apparently though, when you go to New York, you got to stay there for a while. You got to stay for a week or two or like New York's a place I'd love to live for like a year. I'm sure it would suck for like the first like, you're right. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sure it would suck for like the first like cut like month because you wouldn't you'd know nothing how to get around. But then once you like figure it out, I'd love to like spend a year there. I think so too. I think you'd have to kind of set yourself up with a local so that yeah yeah you know yeah have that network yeah where you can just you cut out that whole six month phase where you're getting to know everywhere and yeah all the spots you just have a tour guide with you at all times like showing you where to go (coughs) like restaurants sporting events art galleries museums libraries monuments i like i go on things i want to do in new york you ever see that documentary where the guy went to the under old underground um what am i trying subway Mm -hmm. you saw that is it is that the one that's uh goes over like the history of graffiti no no he uh so essentially in New York, there's two forms of subway. There's one that they currently use and an old one. But the old one still stands, but it's very vintage. But no one, it, it, you're not allowed to go there. It's like private. So like this guy essentially brings a guy that videotapes it all, puts like gloves on, like he's a real heavy duty guy. 
And he goes through the sewers, walking through the sewers underground New York and just turns a corner. And then the next thing you know, this beautiful vintage subway line is just right there. And it's dead empty and it's massive. And essentially, he just goes to underground New York, like places that the general public is not allowed to go. And he gets a guy to film it. Very Banksy like, very like yeah. undercover. No one's gonna see me. He's not an artist, but he just he just knows all these places. But have you you've seen the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop? Yes. Very similar to that, you know, cool. in the in the style of film. And just a com- again a complete random guy. random thing yeah. that no one would ever have access to had he not made a video. I don't even know if it's a documentary. I think it is just a video. It's just yeah. It's like a twenty minute video on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it just do. just incredible. Yeah, just that whole rail railway railway culture yeah. of New York alone is like a yeah a, it's like a mogul and graffiti art everything speaking of underground have you ever heard that there's a tunnel that connects McNab not McNabb's island Citadel Hill to what's the island downtown in the middle there McNabb's not no. McNabb uh oh, what's the uh, island right there right downtown yeah it's right Sable. There. Sable Sable Island yeah, no is so. it no not Sable it's just the little one you can see when you're yeah. right at the way. Yeah, the I don't know what it's called. Anyways, have you ever heard that rumor that there's a tunnel connected? I have heard You've that. heard that? Is that for, like dates back to the, uh, like the like old, ex- Halifax explosion days, like, like way war, back. Yeah. Crazy. I've heard that a couple times. There is some spooky like, holes and, you know, bunker areas oh, yeah. over there for sure. Have you been on the ghost walk tour? No. I'd love to do that. No. Apparently it's real scary. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I'd love to do something like that. I would too. The first time I've ever been over to McNabb's actually was like a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Took the ferry over and actually was start of a bachelor party and it was sweet. (laughs) Just, you know, watching and went over with backpack full of beer, that kind of thing. Yeah. Pretty cool spot. Yeah. I've never, I've never been. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say it. Way to kind of get away from the downtown city. Yeah. You know, a quick rip across the harbor. No, there's a lot of things in Halifax that I honestly still haven't discovered. Like, there's streets in Halifax that I haven't been on still. Like, just, like, in the south end. Like, I don't know. There's, there's things that I just got to discover more, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know New York's obviously a bigger city. There's tons of things to discover. But there's definitely things in the city. And I'm sure, like, in Truro, there's places. Yeah. Like, you know, what's that What's that, What's that? that park with the waterfall? Victoria Park. Victoria Park. Yeah. Oh, you said you weren't you there today? Yeah, I was there today. Yeah, well, there I, I go. go there every day. I live Do you? really close to it, yeah. It's I love amazing. that. Park. I love that park. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, it's it's like our best kept secret, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think Nova Scotia is that like that in general. Like there's yeah. there's so many gems that you know, we've lived here our whole life that we probably have never thought to go to. Or yeah, and there's definitely some people that are bringing light to those spots. Definitely, not even Nova Scotia, just like the Atlantic provinces. Have you ever been to Newfoundland? Yeah, once. Never been. No. How old were you when you went? Like 16, I think. I went on a snowboard trip with my buddies. Did you get to really experience it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, the it was kind of a shitty winter. Yeah. There wasn't much snow, so I, I guess didn't really get to enjoy it. So, yeah. Yeah, we did because we spent more time in the city and yeah. got screeched in. And At 16? 16, 17. <laughs> There's definitely some booze involved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's all right. You don't have to elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how old I was, but I've definitely been there once. Not Sickest never, I've yeah. ever been in my life was uh, coming back from there. Uh, Why? The ferry. Yeah. I had, I don't know, I, I had the flu before I left. So yeah. I was kind of pukey and then got on the ferry that had been delayed from rough seas and paired that with those two together. And it was, it was miserable, dude. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks traveling when you're sick. 
It does. That's the worst. It does. Where where have you where have you been on the West Coast? Have you been to Whistler before? Uh, I've never been to. I don't know. Have I? I might have. I've been down in the West Coast a lot in Vancouver area. Maybe when I was younger, I went there. Did you ever live there? I lived there for a year last year. Yeah, lived there for a bit. Was down in L.A. for a bit. Um, Yeah, I've been on the West Coast. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely a different energy than the East Coast. I think. I agree. It's um. I don't know. It's hard to explain. You just gotta go. You know what I mean? It's just the peep, the people. Everything about it. Everything about it is just very different. Yeah. Would you ever live there? Yeah. Like well, I did live there. T- long term, I guess is what I'm getting. Uh. At. Maybe, maybe if like the work opportunity came up, mm-hmm. if I was in a good financial position, it's very expensive to live in a lot of bigger cities on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd definitely live there. Why not? Would Sucks you? Is so far away. I know. That's the big thing. Like family. That's why, yeah, that's why I came back. I yeah. I always kind of had this guilty feeling that yeah, I was away from everyone. So if you think about it, it's like if you're in the finance financial position to come back, it's an eight-hour flight mm-hmm. from anywhere on the West Coast. It's like it is. It does suck to be away, but you know, if money's not a thing for you, and you can just fly back like that for all birthdays, you know, I don't know. That's that's the crazy thing though is you pay so much for a domestic oh, flight so much. and you can you know fly to Scotland for yeah. half of that less yeah. than half that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of crazy. Canada needs more airlines, man. We don't have anything. No. In America there's it's just the people. Yeah. We don't have the numbers. Yeah. How many people are in Canada now? 32 mil? I think so. And in, in like, like three seventy five, in like California <laughs> alone, it's like thirty seven mil. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Outrageous. Have you been to a Dodgers game? Yes. Me too. How yeah. nice is that stadium? Oh, it's so sick. And at that point in time, I actually, I was like, if I'm going to a Dodgers game, I got to get good seats. Yeah. And I was like, right on first base, oh, right there, lower bowl. Yeah. Sick. Just said, fuck it. Like, why not? Who are they playing? I think it was the Giants, actually. That's a rivalry. Yeah. So the energy was, it was my, my girlfriend's first time, too. She's yeah. like, why are you taking me to a baseball game? And I was like, you just wait. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, it's, it's hard to explain to someone who's never been. Yeah. It's the energy in there. It's one of those sports that's so intriguing when you're right there in the and ballpark. And it's one of those stadiums that is just, like, it literally looks like it's from a movie. Like, you look in the outfield, like, out past the yeah. it, we, we sat in the upper bowl when i went and you could see the hollywood sign from where we were sitting like mm-hmm. in the palm trees the sunset i don't know if you were there on a nice night but like it was like eight o'clock the sun was going down the whole sky was pink you could see the hollywood sign yeah. it was just like i don't know it was it's, just it's, one of those yeah, stadiums kind of perched up on the, yeah yeah even from the parking lot yeah, did you know there. did you know that that stadium was dug into the ground like built into the ground so no. what they did they built it up on that hill over there by echo park and they dug like essentially a bowl in the parking lot or it wasn't a parking lot at the time and they put the stadium inside the the bowl <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so like the parking lot is even with the outfield wow it's kind of cool like that, that is yeah cool, yeah so they wanted it lower so you could see uh see some sort of view it was very that's another great documentary of Dodger Stadium. I'll check that out. Do it. Yeah. I love baseball stadiums. Do you? Love baseball food. Baseball food. Oh, you know, like each stadium. Hot dogs particularly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Each yeah. stadium has like a different item. Mm-hmm. Like Yankee Stadium, it's a steak sandwich. Dodgers, it's the Dodger dog. Mm-hmm. Like Toronto, I think it's like a certain type of burger. I don't know. I love weird shit like that. Yeah. Live sports oh. in general. 
So what do you got going on for the rest of the day? We're almost, oh Jesus, we're almost at fifty minutes here. Are we? Yeah, we're just chatting, enjoying. Flies by. Yeah, yeah. Um, rest, so yeah, what are you doing? Rest of the day, I actually, uh, usually when I'm day off, I uh, do a lot of painting. So Dope. I have a piece I'm working on for a guy, and uh, just kind of mellow down, do that, and see what I can get done. Not a boy. Yeah. What about you? We're gonna put this podcast out. I'm gonna go do a video shoot tonight. Gonna clean up the house a bit. And let's say that's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good do do you want to uh, say anything else? Anyone? Any friends? Any shout outs? Any upcoming events? I know Fashion yeah. Week's coming out. If you want to plug away, go ahead. Yeah. Nothing. Check that out. My my friend Tusi. He's gonna be uh, have full full uh, full runway kind of show. I guess as runway as it can be in Halifax. Okay. And that'll be cool next Thursday. Um, thanks, Mike and Dan, for kind of. Yeah, not really linking, but I guess breaking the ice on the yep. art scene uh, in here, and and especially you for having me. Yeah, man. Just short notice. This was cool. I've never done anything like this. Super out of my comfort zone, but uh, that's how you get ahead, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> you, if you like any or want to check out my work, you can check me out on Instagram at uh, Matt Bailey Paint. Spell it right out. <laughs> check me out. Love it. Yes. All right. Thanks again for coming, man. I appreciate it. Short notice. Thanks for having me, Justin. No worries, man. Anyone that is listening, I appreciate the support. Hi button. Go to all of our social media outlets. Like, subscribe, comment. Go to our iTunes page. Leave a comment if you could. I got nothing else to say. Thank you very much. Hi button out.